uh, I just want to paint for you guys a word picture real quick. I'm sitting at my desk. I use a, I have a desktop monitor that is showing the questions, mm -hmm. and then my laptop, which is showing our recording software, yeah. and then my mm -hmm. microphone and a little timer on my phone. And right now in the center of all of this is a cat, which yes. keeps trying to bite the light laptop. <laughs> And is sitting directly in front of my line of sight onto the questions. So if you could just give me one second to try and rearrange her, of we'll course. get back to some questions. This next like, question comes time. from Ziggy. Dear Indigo, when are you going to feed me next? <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast. I am Blue, and I'm joined by Red. I just finished a bit of a work hell ride, and I, I, I'm trying to come down from that cold brew I chugged with some nice soothing chamomile tea, so we'll see what that does to me. Wonderful. I, I've got some nice soothing jasmine tea, and I, I did not come off of a work hell ride, but uh, earlier today, I watched all of Arcane yeah! in a day. Yeah! Half of it on a train. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, the truest way to experience it, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So a little I, bit I'm... delirious, having woken up at 4 a.m. after going to bed at 1 after an Oscars party, which I didn't think I, like, having never been to an Oscars party, I didn't know what to expect, so I didn't, like, think of what that evening would look like, but it ended up being fun. I, I enjoyed the Oscars. It was, it was neat. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I did not do any Oscars stuff. I was also on a work hell ride last night, uh, but uh, it sounded like it was good. Uh, I hear Del Toro's Pinocchio won, and yeah. uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once like swept the awards, as they both, both of those movies well-deserved to. As well um, as uh, All Quiet on the Western Front basically won all of the awards that uh, Everything Everywhere didn't. Good night for movies with all in the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've connected like the dots. Like 15 Oscars between them. Yeesh. <laughs> that's so stupid. That's so funny. <laughs> I almost tweeted that last night, and I'm like, that's so fucking dumb. Someone will have already said it. And if I tweet it, people are going to be like, oh, Blue, you, you, you tweet once a year and you steal someone else's joke. And I'm like, I'm not going to play that game. I don't want it. Even if it was original, it's not worth the price of, of getting dunked on in case it wasn't. <laughs> well, I tweeted a Jar Jar hot take yesterday, so you would have looked great by comparison. <laughs> I think Jar Jar should be an Andor season two. Actually, I think Jar Jar is really important in the meta plot of the Clone Wars when it's talking about the way that the Separatists work. Oh god, <laughs> the number of people who um actually me about expanded universe Jar Jar facts when I was like, no, you don't understand. It's not about ho ho, he's a clown now, or ha ha, they gave him a love interest in Clone Wars. No, I want to see Jar Jar given the Andor treatment. I want to see a team of really good writers unpack this funny man character who accidentally tipped the last domino chain that led to the rise of the Empire. I want Andor to treat Jar Jar right. I think it would be so fucking funny if Andor forces me to take Jar Jar seriously as a character. Binks a Star Wars story. You can't force Horrible. me to move on, damn it. <laughs> People were like this, but unironically, and it's like, you think I was being ironic? <laughs> Red, this was a real betrayal uh, of, <laughs> of our trust to come in with this this, this Jar Jar. What's the opposite of, of, of slander? Uh, this is Jar Jar panegyric. I don't really know where I'm going with this. Let's <laughs> talk about betrayals, because that was a trope that we talked about. And by yeah. we, I mean you. <laughs> yes, uh, this is a funny little bit of reverse order, because uh, the earlier video in the two-week chunk we're covering was uh, your detailed diatribe about God of War, which came up in 
the subject of betrayals for yeah. similar reasons. Although I saw a few people being like, Red put an unlabeled giant God of War Ragnarok spoiler in this video, just casually in the background. And I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Not everybody <laughs> has finished this game and watched it played through like twice. Because Sorry. I, like, I read the scripts and a lot mm-hmm. of the media examples are not listed in the script because that's like what you fill out naturally as you like to yeah. say what you're doing. So like I read the script and I don't I don't see the videos until they go up. And when I watched the video, I was like, huh. Well, oh, hold well. on. <laughs> Let's not pass the buck here. You were the one who told me, oh, man. Odin's going to be such a great example for I this. I did. I did say that. <laughs> I did. I. This is my fault because I put this in there. To be fair, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is on both of us. Look, I'm not saying that I was, you know, oh, I, I didn't know. I, I had no way of knowing the outcome of my actions. But this wasn't my idea. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Because I, I guess really what, I, what I'm trying to say is... Um, I uh, I didn't realize the consequences of my actions because uh, <laughs> I read the script yep. and then we talked about God of War for like two weeks straight. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Like oh sh- shit. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've uh, I've updated the description so that the t- top line is like, a, "Hey, big uncensored spoilers for God of War Ragnarok." Sorry, I didn't say this sooner. So uh, <laughs> for the three hundred thousand of you that have already watched the video, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but yeah, no, it was fun. Uh, it was I. I felt a little bit weird. Uh, I, nobody complained about this, but I was overthinking this a little bit when it went up because, like, betrayal is such a huge trope. And this video only covers, like, the very specific slice of, like, the the revealed traitor, like, liar revealed. Oh, you know, if only there was someone out there who loved you, third act twist villain kind of thing. Um, and uh, it's funny because this is one of those trope talks that started out of spite. Uh, it, most of them are like, oh, man, I'm just loving this show. This one was, God, this fucking show. I really got to, oh, boy. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's so niche. And nobody else, to my knowledge, has watched the show. So nobody knows why I'm complaining about it. But the show in question, it shows up in the video. It's called Exception. But the X is an infinity sign. It's oh, you one told of those. Yeah, this. yeah, I did. Yeah. It's one of those Netflix animes uh, with the 3D models instead of 2D animation because I guess it's cheaper and they're less unionized or something. And um, it, it's one of those things where, like, after about two and a half episodes, I was like, "Oh no, is this show actually bad?" Because it was setting up all this cool stuff. And that was around the time when I realized it wasn't going to pay off any of it. Uh, it has like eight different plots and none of them go anywhere. Uh, it doesn't take anything to a satisfying resolution, not even the obvious options. Uh, anyway, but there's a, there's a completely nonsensical third act betrayal in that show, uh, which has like the barest hint of, oh, that actually kind of explains a couple things like that. That's, so that's the significance of all the feathers that were showing up and like, okay, so that's why she kept staring at that one plant or whatever. But then, you know, I thought about it for like two minutes and I was like, wait a fucking second. (laughs) None of this actually makes sense. Um, so... Yeah, so that's when I started writing up, like, why do I hate this so much? I've seen third act betrayals that work. Why does this one annoy me? And it, it was just the classic example of, like, oh, the character who's a traitor acts like a completely different person pre and post reveal. Uh, yeah. Up to and including having, like, moments when she's all alone where she seems to be, like, just reinforcing the the lie only for the benefit of the audience. And I was like, that's just straight up cheating. The, and The clip that you, you pulled that really made me think, oh, wow, like, that's just deceptive storytelling was um uh the prince in frozen exactly yeah yeah (laughs) he's a textbook example of like just the only thing that benefits the only person who benefits from hans giving that sweet little smile to anna is the audience being like oh what a sweet guy like who the fuck is he posing for his horse no one else is there 
Um, and that's the case of like this this show is being disingenuous. And it's yeah. like there's nothing inherently wrong with lying to your audience. Um, but it's it's one of Flip those. It. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of of lies and deception, as we all know. But anyway, uh, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's not fair to the audience. There are there are cases where it's like you 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 deceive the audience and then when they see the truth they're like oh wow this is going to completely change how i view this show when i rewatch it like some of the best shows i've seen are the ones that get better on a rewatch where like the the hidden deceptions make more sense i have gone on the record that full metal alchemist brotherhood is the best anime ever made not because it's the the absolute best story ever told but it is the most coherently paced well put together slow reveal of a mystery and every time i rewatch it i pick up on something new um and a lot of those are like this character is a big old liar Nothing about them is true, actually, but they don't—they don't maintain that deception for anyone else's benefit. It's or or for no, sorry, they don't maintain that deception for the audience's benefit. The only times we see them doing that, li- or like, oh, they do a little, oh, you think this character's like this, but actually they're doing this trope where it's like, oh, he's a he's a he's a nice, sensible authority figure, but then also he's a badass. This is anime, and then it's like, wait a fucking second, actually, this is this is much more sinister than I thought. Um, <laughs> And I love that. I love that kind of stuff where the more you think about it, the more sense it makes. When yeah. And you've got that sort of like, oh, wait, you fucker. I can't believe that this was actually that the whole time. You literally told me and I didn't get it. <laughs> like, that's ideal. But it's easier to cheat. And so a lot of stories will just cheat. And it's like, yeah. aha, you see, you fool. I lied about literally everything. My machinations lay undetected because I'm a super genius who can predict absolutely everything and has never once ever fucked up. Uh, and, and I maintain an absolutely perfect ironclad disguise until just now when I decided to f- not do that anymore. Uh, because fuck you. And it's just, it's, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the, the frames that, that really tickled me was the, uh, it's like you aren't even a, a Pisces Sagittarius, <laughs> you sentimental fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had fun with the uh, the little cut in frames for this one because yeah. I had a lot of examples to use, and also this one was like, like I I do feel bad about spoiling some God of War stuff, but also like by its very nature, talking about this trope means that there will be spoilers literally everywhere. Uh, so sorry about that. That was on me. I, I think I care less about spoilers than most people, and I sometimes need to remind myself that that's not a good thing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was fun, and it was an interesting discussion to unpack. And sort of, it is unfortunately one of those tropes where like the difference between a good execution and a bad execution is mostly how good the writer is. It's, it's like, yeah. yeah, sorry, you need and... to you need to play in this from the beginning. You need to interleave it. It needs to make sense both before and after. And that's hard and yeah. it's easier to cheat. And the stories that are bad are the ones where they cheat. So, yeah, it's it's also a case. And one of the things that you brought up at a couple points in the video that I, I, I think was was cool and more of like a food for thought that I was kind of like puzzling through after I'd finished watching the video mm. was how the morality of a, of, a, of a betrayal is usually entirely just are they the good guy or yeah. not? Because <laughs> you start with, you know. Uh, a betrayal of an organization that has raised someone from birth, either uh, a, a horrible thing to do, uh, i.e. Anakin's entire downfall arc, or that's episode one of She-Ra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the morality is 
purely framing and who does the POV follow. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a reason why basically the only thing people liked in the Star Wars sequels was that one bit where the stormtrooper yells traitor <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> hey, wait a second. <laughs> Nuanced perspective in Star Wars? Surely yeah. this is the peak of it. We'll never get something better. Well, of course, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Obi-Wan, anyway, yeah, so it's, I mean, you can kind of tell that as I was writing this out, I was like, oh, fuck, there's like 18 different rabbit holes here, and I can only have time for like half of one of them because it's the subject of betrayal. Like, whenever you look at a trope and you sort of squint, you're like, whoopsies, this thing has uh, blurred edges, and if I, you know, stretch the definition enough, this is covering like 40% of all of writing. It's like, oh, yes, this is covering <laughs> conflict. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's like, what's the fucking, what's the, what's the like minimum, like atomic resolution of what constitutes a betrayal? Because if you, if you don't set a, a hard limit for like, this is below the threshold we're discussing, then you end up with situations where it's like, well, you see when this character went to get the peanut butter and it turns out the other character had used it up, that counts it's like no it fucking doesn't it only counts if character c was allergic yeah yeah i guess <laughs> anyway so you know i have to sort of put a little limiter on it because the way that my brain works it's 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 pretty mathy which means i like rebuilding things from first principles and axiomatically expanding out on concepts so when i define a trope it's very hard for me to then be like hold on i can't actually just let this go as far as it can go because that's not how anything but math works <laughs> I have to actually put a, a common sense limiter on it. Anyway. All right, audience, you, you heard it here first. This is an official preview for Trope Talk sentence structure. We're getting Ugh. down to the pixel resolution of writing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it never ends. Anyway, uh, yeah. but yes, that was that was my side of the video. But on the other side of the, the stuff, Speaking very similar. Speaking of God of War spoilers. Speaking which, again, of God I, of War spoilers. <laughs> Uh, you, no, you're right. That was entirely my fault. You misled um, me. Your machinations lay undetected. <laughs> who betrayed whomst. Uh, a trope talk uh, gives way to a detailed diatribe, which is just a, a, a butterfly trope talk and like four times the length. Yeah, uh, we had a detailed same, diatribe actually. on God of War. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with the metaphors today. I'm a little bit all over the place. Again, went to sleep at one, woke up at four. Ah, uh, <laughs> we love a good three hours of sleep. Always fun. Yeah. Um, I woke up feeling like physically ah um, yeah yeah but, uh, sleep will do that god of war uh god i really like this game um and i i kind of knew as i started playing it like I, there's gonna be a detailed diatribe here that mm -hmm. i'm gonna want to talk about before all the other video essays get to it first and sure enough there were other people who were doing this exact same thing so i shouted them out at the beginning of the detailed diatribe of like hey like fat brett Jacob Geller, fantastic videos, tangential to what we're talking about here, not the whole story, but not, you know, not completely relevant. So, like, go watch those. And then some people are like, oh, shit, yo, like, I saw that video and I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, they're good. Um, but I hadn't seen anyone yet do a video specifically, specifically on the concept of fate. Um, and I, as I was playing the game, I was like, what am I talking about here? Like, do I want to do how they structure like the Ragnarok prophecy. Do I want to talk about Odin? Do I want to talk about the drop near spear? Because that's really cool. But I feel mm -hmm. like I've only got like five minutes of material on that. It's just a cool spear. That's kind of where it it starts and ends. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then eventually I read, I was talking to you and I was like, oh, fate. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then I just started going from there and, and you know, lo and behold, 
uh, 30 slides later. I got to give you props for burying the lead on that one, because the entire time we were leading up to that, you never told me the, like, by the Mm -hmm. way, fate is definitely generational trauma. So, like, the whole time it was like, yeah, this is, yeah, there is a theme of, like, breaking fate. That's pretty cool. And then you're like, but do you know the real good shit about this? (laughs) I was like, do I? We've been talking about this thing for like months. We've been watching our Bud Ludo history stream it on the regs. What what have you been concealing from me? <laughs> the betrayals <laughs> run reveal. deep. Yeah, because uh. th- there's there's a lot bound up in in that in itself that easily could have sustained another you know video essay or two. But mm. talking about how you know fate is a literary device that represents. The generational trauma of, of all of the characters and how it is essentially a soft prophecy for the trauma that is inflicted on you mm-hmm. is the trauma you will inflict on someone else mm-hmm. and it is it's it operates like the way prophecy operates in this game um when i was able to put that together i was like oh shit yo because yeah. um, <laughs> in, in earlier games we see kratos break the cycle of sons killing their fathers but uh. now we also have to like break the cycle of just endless violence out in various directions (laughs) yeah and i love that um a kratos recognizes that he cannot break that cycle alone because it's basically like i have to break this cycle by listening to my kid because kratos is not good at being peaceful at all like the one thing he's good at is murdering people uh so i kind of respect that he was just kind of like all right i'm no good at doing anything but this but atreus is very good so all i need to do is you know, nurture and encourage his own unique perspective on the world and trust him. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful character development. Kratos is like, I don't need to become good at this. I just need to listen to my son who is already good at this. Um, and also, this is this is a fun case where it's like, you sort of reverse engineer what must have been like the central thing that they built the entire plot around. Like the, the center of the whiteboard with the with all the stuff they needed to cover was... Fate generational trauma. You can yeah. just tell because of how thoroughly it's laced through every single dynamic they put in the game. It's all about families and, and you know, grandmothers and granddaughters and fathers and sons and daughters and, and all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah, it's right there, isn't it? It's there the whole time. <laughs> um, and uh, we... I guess spoiler alert for a thing we're going to record like tomorrow. Uh, Go for it. But um, <laughs> the the reason why you watched all of Arcane is because I had a similar moment when I was watching through it again. I was like, wait a fucking second. I just, I just, I found, oh no, hold on. <laughs> um, and I identified a theme that is absolutely central to the story. And when I noticed it, I was like, yeah, this is a fun little thing. And then as I kept watching through it, I was like, oh fuck, it's everywhere. Oh my God, they say it outright in this. How did I never, what the fuck? Um. Yeah, when you when you find the, like the molten core of a story yeah. and just see how it just like reaches out to every single line and scrap of dialogue in the entire rest of the show, yeah. you, you get it all at once, it's like, oh. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> this was the axiom they built the plot out I from because because yeah. not every story has one. You know, a no. lot of stories are just they just happen. You know, it's fun characters, neat setting, things are just going on. But sometimes there's a there's a there's a white hot blazing core of theme the whole story is drawn from, and finding it is always fun because it definitely yeah. feels very conspiracy board Pepe Silvia. It's just yeah. always a great moment. Um, Pepe and, generational uh, trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm God. trying to think of other just like random god of war stuff that didn't make it into the the detailed diatribe or various fun thoughts that we've had while playing through it on on stream with, mm. with our buddy ludo history yeah. um heimdall's a dick 
And it's really <laughs> funny that after the Norns are like, Kratos, you're going to go kill Heimdall. Kratos is like, mm, uh, I must protect my boy. And then <laughs> Mimir and Freya are like, I will. We're going to kill him, brother, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're just gonna. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> twist my arm, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> he's the worst. He's... He's precision designed to be punchable. You yeah. can just tell. They were like, we're going to we're gonna take a, like a classic fuckboy and then we're going to run him through a, a Norse mythology filter. But he's still going to be wearing, you know, <laughs> like uh, my dad's a lawyer shirts and shorts combo. <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Everything he's, about him is just the worst because, you know, we know he has to die first. It's like the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> But they still make you feel a little bad about it. Not because he sucks. Or not, not because he, he has any redeeming qualities, but because Kratos feels a little bad about Kratos it. Kratos feels bad. <laughs> Mimir Kratos. is like, oh, shit. This is like putting a big juicy steak in front of Kratos. And he's like, oh, <laughs> but my diet. But, you know, I, I must protect my boy. Because <laughs> one thing that I saw on, on, a, on one of the comments was someone saying, like, that is the only moment where Mimir sees the old Kratos. And I don't know if I fully subscribe to that. Mm. interpretation but like this is probably the only moment in the story where Mimir is scared of what Kratos is capable of not that he thinks that you know Kratos is going to go smush him next but Mimir is like oh this is what it looks like when you kill gods I can extrapolate this to the entire (laughs) Greek pantheon I think I get it now yeah Yeah. (laughs) this is an interesting space uh that you get in a lot of storytelling where like you can hear about a character's backstory and be like wow that sounds pretty intense but it's different seeing it play out because that makes it real. Like, you can have a character be like, oh, you know, I, I had to, like, I've done some terrible things. It's like, yeah, but, you know, you're a nice guy now. And then you actually see it play out and you're like, oh, you did some terrible oh, things. No, I'm kind of no. seeing you differently now. And, like, yeah. what I love about God of War is, of course, we, the audience, have probably seen Kratos do all those terrible things. Have, in fact, enabled him at every turn. Perhaps made a game of it, you could say. Um but, you know, everyone else here is like, oh, it's great. Yeah, he's a scary motherfucker. But, like, you know, he's, he's our bro. He's chopped my head off all obliging-like. And, you know, he's kind of managed to talk through his warrior's bond with Freya. That's all good. And then you get, like, hints of the old Kratos. And it's like, oh. Oh, so when you say you were a bad guy, it's not just like, yeah, I'm edgy with a tragic backstory. You actually murdered a lot of people in cold blood, gleefully even. You ripped off that guy's head to use as a flashlight, you say? Okay, yeah, that's a little different. Uh <laughs> Like, I'm just imagining, like, like Odin's attempt to persuade Loki to, like, betray his dad is like, well, son, you know, your dad uh, committed a genocide that's kind of problematic, don't you think? <laughs> oh, no. But also, like, I, I just I just feel like, like, dark and brooding past is just, like, that's something you add onto a character for spice. Yeah. The actual bad shit the character did, that's a different story. And yeah. I, I like how... This sort of illustrates that through the eyes of other characters, because we already know all that shit. It's like, yeah, yeah. Kratos has a dark and brooding past now, but also, boy, it was it was a spectacle. It was an action set piece and a half. Man, it wasn't great. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, yeah <laughs> fun game, I guess. <laughs> I, I enjoyed putting that video together, and it's it's yeah. the nice sensation of like I get all the thoughts out of my head. It's like ah, I'm free. Uh, I'm cleansed. Um, I enjoyed being able to play devil's advocate for this game because, th- look, I like being positive. I really do. But sometimes I like being kind of a little shit about things that are good. <laughs> it's, it's it's a gremlin instinct. I have to I have to feed it every once in a while or it goes out of control. <laughs> How trickstery and mischievous and betrayally of you. <laughs> Man, we're really this. building a theme this episode. Real real bad boy of the podcast kind of behavior. Well, I'm glad but somebody sees it. <laughs> aside from that, um, we have uh, nothing new to announce merch-wise. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed the... 
um, Ursa Major constellation pins. Uh, given the overwhelmingly positive response, we'll do more. Yeah, we heard you. Oh, Loud validation, and clear. vindication. <laughs> I feel so happy. I I've been wanting to put more glow in the dark shit in my wardrobe for years. So this is peak for me. Be the um, change, Red. <laughs> yeah, that's that's honestly, I can pinpoint the exact moment of a past where I was like, wait, you can just like make your own T-shirts, right? And that was the beginning of the end for me. But um. Yeah, so that that's about it on the merch stuff. Uh, those should manufacture and ship out in the next several weeks, I assume. Uh, yeah, that tends late, to be the timeline. Late April, looking like. Yeah, so that's yeah. exciting. Uh, and they will be back for Black Friday because we always do yeah. the release. Uh, yep, so if you yep, missed yep. it, it's not the end of the world. Uh, if you want to avoid prohibitively high shipping costs to other countries, for instance, you can order them all in yeah. bulk at once at uh, Black Friday, which is part of why we do it. Um, in terms of uh, video plugs. Uh, we, uh, we got a, we got a shout out. Um, we got shouted out. Uh, so, uh, team four star, the team that made, uh, Dragon Ball abridged, uh, and are doing a bunch of other stuff now, uh, have been doing a series on their second channel called four, four star bento, where they've been rewatching episode by episode and movie by movie, their old episodes, and just kind of doing like a creator's commentary track on it. I've been having a great time with it. In their most recent episode, episode 34, uh, there's a joke in the original episode where Trunks uh, is really flustered about meeting his hero, Son Goku, for the first time. And when he's, he's like, all right, just don't mess this up. He says, so you're Son Wukong, right? And then goes, damn it. Um, and uh, they were like, oh, Kaiser, this is a joke just for you. It's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. And the editor was like, if you're curious about what this is a reference to, and then just like referenced our videos about Journey to the West and like cited it and like everything. Whole, like screen cap of, of yeah. Kong, yeah. So that was... Cool. That was a little bit like, oh my god, I'm on TV! Um, <laughs> you know, big DiCaprio pointing meme. Uh, so, I do highly recommend, if you ever watched Dragon Ball Bridge and thought it was funny, I do recommend the four-star Bento rewatch because it's just a lot of fun. Um, and it's just always cool seeing the behind-the-scenes creative process for something like that. And also, they shouted us out, so that was extremely exciting for me. It's very, very um, cool. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. And then as far as um, uh, otherly sarcastic uh, productions, not quite yes. uh, the channel itself, but uh, some of the gang, we also have a new episode or a, a finale, perhaps. Yes, the uh, season three finale of Rolling with Difficulty is coming out this Friday? This Friday. Right? Yeah, Ooh, so ah. so check that out. Uh, and uh, now's a good time to catch up if you haven't already. So I think that about covers our bases. Great. All right, so let's head over to the Q&A portion of the podcast. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Q&A portion of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast, where we answer your questions from Ask OS Pod on Discord. This first question comes from one of our lovely, lovely patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, support the channel, consider becoming a patron for a chance to have your question read first on a future episode. This first question comes from Anclusomos101. Thoughts on Daylight Savings Time? <laughs> it just happened, so it feels timely and relevant. <laughs> It's become increasingly irrelevant for me now that I'm out of school and can set my own schedule and everything. But yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, so we have a uh, an automatic feeder for for Cleo at night that um, dispenses at midnight and five a.m. So she doesn't wake me up at midnight and five a.m. Um, we also give her like a little late morning snack. And today, when I got back from the train, she was meowing at me, and I'm like, "Your thing should have gone off already." Because uh, it usually goes off at 10. And then at 11, I hear the thing going, Fush, and Cleo runs upstairs. And I'm like, oh, no, the machine is on the previous time because it has no idea when the fuck daylight savings time like, kicks in. This is the last time it's happening in the U.S. Like the next one, it levels out. I, I keep hearing 
like can't dad believe that was a talk real about thing. this. No, no, they there was a bill introduced in the Senate, but it lapsed before the the House uh. ever voted on it for some dumb fucking reason because of the candy lobby that wants Halloween that happened to trick or treating in the daytime so that kids stay out later. And I don't, there's a whole really? conspiracy about this. There's oh, a whole okay. thing. It, yeah. Um, but uh, unfortunately, that is not happening. We are still mm. stuck with daylight savings time because Congress did not actually pass the law. <laughs> I can't believe that was a real news story. When it, when the news broke, when it, when it was like, a groggy Senate vo- votes to cancel daylight savings time, I was like, oh, yeah, they were really mad that their mom had to wake them up early. And then that was a real fucking news story. It wasn't The Onion. And I was like, wait, actually, <laughs> we're, we're actually phrasing it like the U.S. Senate is a bunch of groggy seven-year-olds. Okay, not the worst political news I've received in the last several years. Um, Yeah, Yeah. as someone who does often have things scheduled, I like when I get an extra hour of sleep, but I don't like when I don't get the extra hour of sleep. So I guess net neutral between the two (laughs) days. It it teaches children the, the hard truth about debt. Which is that, sure, you can get that extra hour of sleep now, but it'll come back for you later. Mm. With interest. I wish that was how it worked. <laughs> like, you, you spring, what, you fall back and then you spring forward like an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a life we would live. It's been uh, a but- rough year. We're upping the interest. It's now an hour and a half, actually, in the spring. <laughs> Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> Uh, This next question comes from I Digress. A question for Red and Blue. Was there a gag or joke from one of your older videos that you wished had gotten more attention than it initially did? So what are, this is really, I think, an opportunity for you guys to shout out your favorite um, joke that maybe hasn't made a birch design or something. (laughs) Oh, God. I, Mm. I like flush my old work out of my head as soon as it's done to make room for more stuff. So, yeah. um, I might have nothing for this when I was editing Blue's videos, the way that it would work is that the cut that you would get would have more jokes than usually made the final cut. Like, there's yeah. a lost archive of secret <laughs> Blue video jokes that have been cut somewhere on, like, one of my external hard drives, so probably one of those would be what I would pull for this. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you one specifically off the top of the dome. Gosh. People are pretty good at clocking most of my jokes. Um, <laughs> there's usually somebody on, like, the subreddit or Discord who's like, hey, um, but I I think I had one where I, I assumed a running gag was more obvious than it was, uh, oh. which is in Journey to the West, there's a running gag where Sun Wukong will kick in somebody's wall with a one-liner and they'll be drinking tea and do a spit take. And yeah. it's happened every episode, sometimes more than once. And then in the most recent one, uh, I had him just like knock on the door and Sandy was like, aren't you going to kick in the wall when he's drinking tea? And he's like, no, they'll start anticipating it if I don't mix things up. And then he does it later in the episode. And a couple people were like, hey, yeah. or like did like a cut through of like all of the times he's done that. And then a few people were nice. like, oh, my gosh, I never noticed that. And I was like, really? This is just OK. This is me being a hack because it's easier for me to do this than to come up with a new joke for how he gets from point A to point B. Red, you just invented a stock scene. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um. There are some some very old running jokes from like my first like ten or so videos that surely are not funny in any way, hmm. um, but I, I really thought they were uh, in in 2015 when I made those videos. Uh, this is neither here nor there. Hey, if you um, found it funny once, the odds are good that somebody out there finds yeah, it funny now. Left. Um, mm-hmm. One 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 whole person. Um, but as far as jokes that like I really thought were funny that I, I I don't know if if anyone else super did I I'm gonna call out my um 
my neoclassical architecture video, which I made as like kind of a joke because I did the like, oh, like I wrote this whole rant about how Palladio invented the genre of neoclassicism, but I cut it because it was long and probably only interesting to me. And then so many people were like, oh my gosh, Blue, like, like, please, like we want to see it. And I released it and it's one of my favorite videos. Did not get that many views. No, I was exactly. right. I was right. <laughs> well, that's why we have the extended cuts. Exactly. It was one yeah. of my favorite videos, but not a lot of people watched it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this next question comes from Gluten-Free Pumpkin Spice Latte. How does one master the art of being able to talk fast? Uh, well, it helps if you grow up in a family where everybody already talks fast. So the yes. only way to win in conversations <laughs> is to talk yeah. faster. Um some people may have noticed I've slowed down in recent years because my initial fast talking was not good for recording. It uh, <laughs> it was hard to enunciate. Um, it wasn't, you know, awful. It was just something I had to get under control as I got less nervous and more comfortable with the recording mm -hmm. process. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, more the old joke used to be that that, like, people would say that I was too slow yet whenever my parents would like show off the videos to like their like aged friends to be like how do i slow this down i'm like i'm too fast for you i'm too slow for uh, the rest of the, the reds audience i can't win yeah <laughs> oh man i mean th there's also a legitimate answer to this which is um Ultimately, there are a lot of vocal exercises you can do to get better at enunciation so that, you know, it, it, it's the same thing with any sort of physical training. You learn how to do it slow so that then you can do it fast. When I was little, I had like a series of like retainers and braces and the retainers again and stuff like that. Uh, and my dentist kind of was like, you know, this famous orator uh, trained himself to talk with like marbles in his mouth so that if he could pronounce clearly around them, he'd be able to... Blue, do you know which famous orator this is? I, I'm tempted to say Demosthenes. <laughs> Very uh, well might have been. <laughs> let, let me see. Hold on. Um, I, I just saw you nodding along. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah you know the story. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. because, you know, uh, when they had like a like a like an expander yes, type retainer. Yes, it was Demosthenes. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you know, as anyone who's had orthodontia before will tell you, sometimes it makes you lisp in weird ways. And I was feeling really bad and insecure about that. And he was just like, you know, there's ways to basically teach yourself to, to talk around that. Um, and I guess, you know, it, I wouldn't recommend actually putting marbles in your mouth as a choking hazard, but the point is like, there are, there are ways that you can train yourself to enunciate more clearly and smoothly and better, and then be able to do that while also, you know, putting emotion in your voice so that it's more audi auditorially engaging. And then when you can do it slow, you work up to being able to do it fast. Uh, there are very few things in life that you have to learn how to do fast before you can do it slow. Certain gymnastics moves you can't do slow. That's basically it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, ski jumping, you can't really do that slow. You kind of got to no. go. On. Yeah, there's a lot of like anything that involves propelling yourself through the air. If you're slow or you bail out, you risk hurting yourself more than doing it fast and, you know, just taking the hit. Uh, but that's not relevant to the current subject. So sorry no. for talking about it. But um, yeah, so it, it's essentially just a matter of, um, you know, working through vocal exercises, pronunciation exercises, tongue twisters. Um, mm -hmm. Having orthodonture doesn't hurt because <laughs> yeah. it kind of forces you to it's it's you know, it's it's like you're training with, you know, weighted armor and then you take it off and you're you're the best at talking. Um, I and, wanted to get a bunch of weights to wear around a gym class so that I could drop them like Rock Lee and then be a master martial artist. <laughs> they actually sell like ankle and wrist weights. Yeah. Uh, every day I put off buying them is another uh, <laughs> another day that increases my odds of getting into heaven. One, <laughs> someday I will succumb. One time in like, like fifth grade, I did in fact 
get a pair of ankle weights and I went jogging with them and they fell off immediately. <laughs> My mom asked, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> oh yeah. boy. What was the another, question again? <laughs> uh, how do you talk fast? Another secret answer to this question is that you just uh, hire an editor to take all of the breaths out between your lines of dialogue and then it just sounds like you're talking at a pace. Uh, it sounds like you don't breathe, mm, which is not what you guys help. do, but is something that I have had to do for clients in the past. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Usually to there mimic. some breaths in our videos. Not a ton, though. I usually cut all of mine out just yeah. because it's like, that's wasted time. I, Gotta go fast. Yeah. Which caused me to get uh, put on blast at my own wedding when the priest is like, it's called breathing blues. You try it. I'm like, God, Father, <laughs> your you're wedding. I got, So in college, I had to make a um, video essay as like a final project in a, like a film studies class, like very gen ed kind of thing. Um, but I did it and I edited it the way that I edited every other video at that point in time which was cutting out all the breaths and i too got called out in front of the class for talking too fast the professor was like your project was really good but you talk like three at two times speed i'm like oh it's because there's no breaths in that entire video <laughs> there's yeah, it's, a, it's not my fault i've ascended professor <laughs> there's a getaway from, level <laughs> there's a bit from some x-men comic where uh quicksilver's villainy is explained by basically the fact that like he's a he's a speedster Everything he does is like being in line for the ATM behind the slowest, most annoying people in the world. You'd be a supervillain, too. That's how I feel whenever people are like, you talk too fast. I can't understand you. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but also I'm not sorry. Turn it down to 0.5 speed on YouTube. They let you do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got more questions to get to. Speaking of speeding on through things, this one comes from Parna Balaji to all favorite fruit. Mango. Raspberries. Ooh. I do love a strawberry. Um, Just one. Just one. Just a singular (laughs) Two strawberries? Fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) It ruins the balance of the dish. (laughs) Me and fruit have a tumultuous relationship. I don't like it when they're squishy. Don't like Uh, it when they taste funny. No. Just can't trust them. Strawberries especially I've had bad experiences with. Um, But mangoes have never steered me wrong. So Nice. Uh, I just want to paint for you guys a word picture real quick. I'm sitting at my desk. I use a, I have a desktop monitor that is showing the questions, mm-hmm. and then my laptop, which is showing our recording software, yeah. and then my microphone, mm-hmm. and a little timer on my phone. And right now, in the center of all of this is a cat, which yes. keeps trying to bite the light laptop, <laughs> and is sitting directly in front of my line of sight onto the questions. So if you could just give me one second to try and rearrange her... We'll get back to some questions. This next question comes from Ziggy. Dear Indigo, when are you going to feed me next? (laughs) I fed her today already. She got my boyfriend fed her when he got up to go to work. And then I gave her her dry food uh, right before we recorded this podcast. Stop. This next question comes from Ziggy. Dear Indigo, why do you lie to me? I've never been fed in my life. (laughs) All right. I've managed to create... A line of eyesight to the question. So while was, I want everyone to keep going in this podcast with the understanding that Ziggy is still sitting in the center of the recording setup. I can actually read more questions now. Uh, Incredible. This one comes from Profnellis. To all, if you could choose one video to introduce new people to the channel, what would it be? Oof. Uh, oof. I actually have recently a really good answer for this. Ooh. Um, so I at a certain point in the channel decided that uh, my old videos would work really well 
if if combined into a larger story the impetus for the, mm. the re-summarized series um so i took my after i finished my whole like 11 part rome thing haha there will be more uh i was like I, I can put these together i can create a narrative so like my my punic wars my roman republic my julius caesar oh, video they all fit down. together that's one narrative oh, my augustus trio that fits together that's one narrative my my roman empire that that fits together that's that's one narrative um byzantines yada 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 there are there are many more um I, the first one I did was the, the Roman Republic, and I edited it together real, you know, crisp. Um, it was the original audio, but all new visuals, a little bit new editing to make it flow better. Um, and I was really happy with the way it turned out. It didn't get a ton of views when it came out. It debuted at, at 10th place out of 10. Mm. That video came out in 2020. It is currently my second most viewed video of all time. Yeah. 2.2 million views, just under 2.4 for my Ottoman Empire video. Slow and steady, uh, which, baby. Like, that one's a pretty good one. I, that, that one's fair. But like having made a video with just an insane tail in views, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. And I only noticed like the other day, oh, wow, this video has done really well because I knew like my my Roman Empire video was or Roman Republic resummarized was at two uh, Augustus which I put out a year later was at one my Roman Empire video which I put out uh, middle of last year was like uh, five hundred thousand and change so like they're all kind of like they're going at, at a similar pace but yeah I realized like oh. Rome resummarized is my second most viewed video of all time. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, shit, that's actually really awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trojan War for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I I was like, oh, I just don't know what it would be. But then it, it was like, wait a fucking second, it's <laughs> it's kind of my magnum opus. W recently, unage restricted. Uh, Ooh, it was nice. it was age restricted for like a month and a half, during which time it got almost no views and zero yeah. revenue. But they fixed it. It's back now, and there's an immediate visible spike on the. So view now curve, there's so. An, a super great time to introduce new people to the channel through that. Yeah. Video. <laughs> Yeah, you want to watch the, the Trojan War video that gives you the whole thing front to back, yeah. uh, including a little Iliad speedrun any percent in the middle, which is yeah. uh, which is pretty mm -hmm. fun. Uh, I think those are all as well really as, great. Uh, a little um, quicko um, Odyssey and Aeneid. Yeah. Very, very... <laughs> and to go, I have to ask, does yeah. your microphone look like that because your cat chews on it? Yes. Okay, 100%. Cool. <laughs> Often what will happen is I will wake up in the middle of the night and I'll hear the sound of like styrofoam or like this sort of like foamy material that the windsock is made out of crackling and i'll look over and because it's nighttime all the lights are out so she just sort of becomes like a darker blob than the background around her just a dark blob full mouth over the microphone <laughs> chewing Good. the opposite of asmr yeah so the opposite of asmr tiktok asmr oh <laughs> yes um that she has settled in, she's locked her, her butt into a spot on the desk, so I think this might just be the recording setup for the while. Her head is on my focus right. Uh, <laughs> or, just because her is additional sound baffling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think people should watch the, uh, I think it's the Ghosts of Tsushima, or it has a lot of clips from the Ghosts of Tsushima animated. Um, yeah. Those yeah. are really fun, and they give you a good little intro to like the cast members of the channel, yeah. or like the um, yeah. two mil subscribers animated special. Mm. That one Those does make a pretty fun. good intro, purposefully so, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, um, the Tsushima one's really good. Super I fun. I had a lot of fun with that one. I had a lot of fun super cutting those streams in particular. Um, yeah. I swear I'm working on the Pathos one still. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. It's so long. It's, it's really long. Um, yeah, jeez. 
the bad boy butt cut is coming. Uh, this next question, though, comes from Sorcerer Pizza Supreme. To all, I have been trouble having trouble falling asleep. Do you have any tips or tricks for falling asleep? Yes. Famously, OSP crew, great at this. Well, specifically, because I struggle with it so much, I have been figuring out ways to make it work. Um, so, first of all, white noise generators are basically magic. Uh, it annoys me so much that I keep forgetting that they work so well for me and then <laughs> rediscovering it. Um, I've also had some luck using them to be able to help myself focus in the background, uh, but that's a dangerous game because sometimes I'll figure that out when it's seven hours later and I'm like, why is my brain not making me do other things? Oh, fuck, the white noise generator. <laughs> um, but like legitimately, I, I got one of those little like, like, I don't know, gamified self-care apps and it has like soundscapes and it's just like, yeah, I'll just play half an hour of rain noise and I always pass out before it's done which is, you know, yeah. one of the easy ways to be like, oh, it's working. Um, uh, I don't know. It just sort of fills the space that normally your your mind would be racing. Um, there's also, uh, if you're just like, you're just lying there and you just can't sleep, it can help to just get up and do like a really quick kind of seven to 10 minute high impact exercise thing. Just wear out your body. Um, just that doesn't work for everybody, but uh, some like you, it's you also all... a hard sell at two a.m. Sometimes I'm just saying, I'm, <laughs> no, I mean I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> so you sleep deeper if you are physically tired, uh, and sometimes if especially if you've kind of been like inside all day or sitting down all day. This is the thing I run into. You know, it's like I like exercising, but I oftentimes don't work it into my schedule. So it's like okay, and I'm just like I'm lying there and I'm like, oh, my body hurts because I've just I haven't been using it, and I'm like, all right, this is fucking stupid, and just get up and do some pushups. Um, it, it's not perfect, but it's a way to sort of mm. jumpstart your brain. Um, I don't know if this works for anybody else. Uh, I have had some luck. Sometimes my brain will just have too much going on. Uh, and I will, in my head, envision it like I'm closing tabs on a computer. It's like, all right, I've got this song blasting. Close that tab. Oh, cool. Behind that was this comic I was thinking about. Close that tab. Behind that was some work I was doing. Close that tab. And it it's weird. It actually kind of works. It's like the only thing I've found that lets me actually shut this stuff off for the day. Um Visualizing it as like closing a book doesn't work. Visualizing it as like crumpling up a piece of paper doesn't work. But closing tabs, my brain understands. A true child of the arts. <laughs> um, swipe it up into the ether. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. No swiping up. Because then I know it's there lurking. Closing the tab has finality. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of a... I just pop a few melatonin and hope for the best. That Those too. gummies. That's the danger is though that, that because I'm usually buying the gummy ones, it, they are the kind of the forbidden fruit snack. They are very yeah. tasty. Melatonin for me is 50-50 because sometimes I'll take it, I'll conk out, and sometimes I'll take it, and then I'll work for four more hours because yeah, I got a second wind. Yeah, that's problem. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, half yeah. the time it works really well and half the time it does, doesn't do anything. I find that it tends to be like, it'll work for like a month or two and then it will stop working for a month. And then if Yeah, I you're not supposed to take, take them every night. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's really, I, I have a lot of trouble falling asleep. So that's the only thing that's really helped. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes it just, I'm, I'm lucky enough as a freelancer to get to make my own schedule. So I don't necessarily always need to be up. Yeah. Super, super early every morning. Like I used to when I worked full time for like one company, but that is definitely not the case for everybody. So it, 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 it sucks and <laughs> that I do not miss yeah. not being able to occasionally sleep in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Being able to set your own schedule is really helpful for that because it takes a lot of the stakes off because mm -hmm. it can be very stressful lying awake watching the how much sleep I can get tick down in your head as you yeah. stress over not getting to sleep. It's it's such a vicious mm -hmm. cycle. So if you can break that by just being like, look, it's okay. I will get eight hours no matter the cost. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, when in doubt, there's always the coin sock. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sometimes oh, it needs boy. a friend. <laughs> you need to get someone else to really get the lead on it uh, to, to give it a full, full force yeah. whack. It's also um, one of those things like sleep is like the more you're getting consistent sleep, the more likely you are to your body's going to fall into some sort of a rhythm and then mm-hmm. it's going to be easier and easier to get to sleep at the same time every night. Yeah. Um, again, I find that that typically works for like a few months and then something will happen and I'll mess it up for a few weeks. And then you got to build it back up again. But if you can get yeah. into that rhythm, it, it's very helpful. Yeah. I keep forgetting that sleep is important. I think like last week I had a few days straight where I sort of pushed it and I was like up late. I was like, you know, <laughs> taking productivity from the waking hours and those secret extra productive 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. hours. And then after that, I was like, I woke up and I was like, I feel like I only have like a half tank of gas and I can't get a work day started. It's just like I'm waiting to go to sleep. This sucks. And I was like, wait a fucking second. Is yeah. this because I haven't gotten more than six hours of sleep for the last four <laughs> nights? That's cheating. So I had to actually sleep properly and then I could do work again, which was great. It was super mm. productive. <laughs> yeah. For, um, for me, my, my sleep is weird because I always like, when I go to bed, I'm like fully awake and I wake up tired i'm one of those people (laughs) yeah Uh, which is probably something else wrong but my doctor's like "Eh, there are some people where it's just it's just like that sorry Mm -hmm. uh or like you go to sleep like calm and relaxed and like at any point where you're going to sleep you feel like you could stay up for another couple hours um but then you wake up and it's like uh uh, (laughs) yeah uh for me um i i subscribe to the like in order to fall asleep just pretend you're asleep until you are and you can kind of trick yourself into doing it. Mm. Um, that that's a rare trick for for whether it works for for people or yep. not. Um, but sometimes it works for me. Um, I I like to to listen to some things in the background. Rarely it's music. Very rarely it's music. Yeah. Um, I know I've been outspoken about like having very strong opinions about different ASMR. Whereas like like a lot of the stuff you see on like the you know the, the the popular search in the shorts is just people eating food grossly. And I'm not a fan <laughs> of that at all. Um, or like stuff that's way too sexualized to find out your ace without knowing that you're ace. And then wondering like, why, why did that bother me for so many years? Oh, I'll be honest. Um, I respect the existence of horny ASMR. Like I know everything has a horny version, but that one actually, I, like, I understand why they went horny for but that. But then it's not relaxing. The, the, the horniness <laughs> and the relaxation are inversely proportional. And that's the problem. And then, then it's like, okay, fine. But then, don't lie to yourself. That's not why you're, you're not here to relax. You're not, you're not here, here, here to go to sleep, my guys. That's not the point. <laughs> but like, find a couple creators whose voices you like jive with, and then you know it's like, okay, do I need like a deep bass tonight? Like maybe an alto is is what is what I need right now. And then like consider it musically. And for me, it's like, oh, okay, it's like you know the, the, tonight might might be good for this creator. Uh, might like to get a haircut by by this this rude English gentleman. Um, shout out to Fred's voice. Uh, I like his stuff. Uh, it, like the lore people put into these videos are so much fun. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'd have trouble going to sleep with anything that had too much of a narrative going. Sometimes there is too much of a narrative, but for the most part, it's like you can like you can kind of you put it in the back of your head and don't, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> this is a, I'm now answering a different question than what was asked, <laughs> but uh, yeah. that that's what I enjoy. Yeah, we hope yeah. you are able to find the sleep you desire from Team OSP to yeah. all of you who might sleep. There was also just uh, another like don't stress about it too much. There was like a MythBusters thing about this where it's like if you just lie down. Don't do anything else for like half an hour. It's not sleep, but it's almost as helpful mm. as sleep. So like, even if you can't get to sleep immediately, or even if you like wake up way too early and you're like, oh Christ, like just stay in bed 
just chill yeah. until you actually want to get out of bed until like it's not an obligation uh yeah. it will do some good for you and then in a pinch coin sock coin sock yeah yeah as we all know from tintin getting knocked unconscious is basically the same thing as just taking a nice little nap and waking up in an exciting new location oh boy we got time for one more question before we take it home here we gotta we gotta move on to uh this one from lord kekatron uh to all so you've just been betrayed by your best friend slash trusted ally slash love interest slash whatever and must now have an emotionally charged sword fight fist fight whatever fight is relevant where is the fight going down how does it happen and what song is playing in the background so in the topic of betrayals you've been betrayed it's time for your dramatic face showdown right how's it happening yeah I've gone on the record saying that I will only accept rooftop moonlit sword fights. Yeah. Uh, moonlit or in the rain, either one is fine. I um, feel like for rooftop, the rain is an extra hazard because like someone's going to fall off and die. But that's the drama yeah, but the because drama. what that means is that someone falls off, catches themselves. It's always oh. the person who was betrayed or, or no, sorry, there's two ways this can play out. If the person who was betrayed falls, then they get the moment where like the betrayer is like standing over them, like, uh, you know, just really salt in the wound. But if it's the betrayer, then the person who was betrayed is like, take my hand, you know, because they still care. Uh, It's top-notch drama shit. Uh, I love that stuff. Moonlight is for, like, you know, this is kind of still a fun rivalry, but, like, Rain is like, oh, the feelings are bad, and so am I. Um, And it's got to be one of the greatest hits of Linkin Park. I mean, I was one of those mid-2000s AMV babies. Like, of course, how could I resist that's First the good shit. First time I heard Linkin Park was for a Starscream AMV. And then <laughs> the second time I heard Linkin Park was a Sasuke AMV. And I yeah. was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a type here. Yeah. Oh, which one? <laughs> or some good, like, classic Crush 40. Yeah. Or any of the songs from Revengeance. Those are all bangers, even though they shouldn't be. <laughs> it's called Butt Rock, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah 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 that's a good one that's mm-hmm. the classic because i was classic. thinking like it was in my head i was like oh rainy rooftop sword fight no wait you'll fall off and then you were like rainy, <laughs> rainy rooftop, rooftop sword, sword fight. fight and i was like wait no you'll fall off i just <laughs> i was just playing and... the scenario in my head right now and i thought and falling um, is half the battle wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like you know maybe mm. i just watched I have two two options here, depending on whether or not I have my driver's license at the time of the betrayal. <laughs> oh, no. Option one is just, I want a big big drag race. Big. Okay. I want Fast and the Furious. I want Speed Racer. I want that. Get that weak shit off my track. Exactly. Sorry. I want to be able to yeah. say that line and it not be ironic. I want it to be fully <laughs> genuine. Um, and in that scenario, I am envisioning the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift just playing on loop in the background. But just the do, 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 do part. No lyrics. Just that looping. Um, Ooh, that sounds nauseating after a it, while. It's, I'm going to win by default because I'm the only person in the world who could possibly stand that for that long. Uh, the other option is some sort of like abandoned factory. Um, maybe, Ooh. again, because I just watch robots at a formulative age, but I do think like the conveyor belts going, random oh, yeah, pits yeah. of fire, because that's what that, that's in a factory, right? Like random pits of fire, molten metal is streaming Especially down the side. Especially abandoned drama. Factory. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, when like you go into the factory and it's abandoned and then somebody hits the one switch that turns on all of the dangerous death yes. traps, uh, like uh, Sherlock Holmes, Guy Ritchie edition, uh, half of the early episodes of uh, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero. Yeah. Um, and then my like big, you know, def- either my defeat or the defeat of my betrayer could be the Terminator thumbs up, you know, <laughs> very classic. 
Mm. And then I know they're gone. I don't have to worry In about my them house, anymore. We call it the Jack Horner thumbs down, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, everybody needs to watch that movie. And I don't know what I'd be fighting with. And in that scenario, I'm also picturing the music from when you first see the underground layer and robots playing. I don't remember the lyrics to it, but it's like the heavy metal hitting. Or just the Blue Man Group, because they, they were a big part of the score for that movie. Watch the DVD really? extras for that movie. They're really good. <laughs> Jesse, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> is the only thing that comes to mind right now. <laughs> you know the I movie Robots? robots Ewan McGregor once. voiced the lead. <laughs> Honestly, anything where Ewan McGregor gets voiceover work is probably pretty good. And he's, apparently he's it has something solid. to do with Blue Man Group. Okay. <laughs> they needed someone to come. This was in the DVD box extras. They have a special featurette all about the scoring of the movie Robots. And it's just kind of a Blue Man Group behind the scenes because they brought them in. They're like, can you just play the sounds of what you think like a robot city would sound like? And we'll base our score off of that. And they did. And it sounds really cool. It's pretty cool. I, re- okay. I think I saw Robots once, like in an SUV that had a little flip-down TV. Mm. That's the right place to watch robots. I remember nothing of the plot. My brain has substituted in whoever the bad guy was with the spider bad guy from Monsters, Inc. That's, Mm. I don't know. They might have been similar. That might be why my brain did that, but that's all I got. Um, And I think I just remember that one robot lady with the really big butt. Aunt Fanny, yes. She also has a special um, featurette on the DVD box of it. Really good DVD well, box wait, features on the wait, robot DVD. <laughs> Bringing this back, what was the name of the person who asked this question? Something about like a cake joke. Lord Cakeatron. Yeah, it's always like <laughs> the fucking like Pixar characters with the, like the anatomically impossible butts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Cakeatron! I get it. Yeah, uh, I, I hope to God that was the intent of that name. Otherwise, I just put this poor user on blast. <laughs> Blue, what's your big betrayal showdown thing? Because we've got Reds as the classic variant. I just want to live in an early two thousands movie. What is your showdown location and song? Yeah, I. Like, I'm, I'm getting a lot of, like, ambient Uncharted vibes that are just, mm. like, bubbling up. Like, some mm. Ooh, a environment or, or built structure that is just, like, fully in the process of collapsing. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether it's, like, a tower falling down or, like... Back of a cargo plane. Yeah, some, some nonsense, like, uh, a, a chateau a that's, like, on fire. Uh, could be a nursery. Um, can we spell some more jokes? Is that okay? I don't really know. Um, it's still fine. It's still one fine. of those one of those kinds of scenarios uh, is is what my mind conjures because you have like the drama of the environment specifically highlights the character drama going on. You get like some good some good pairing. Um, it's, it's a like, fine uh, vintage pairs nicely yeah. with the drama of betrayal. Because it's, so it's the, the same soundtrack. effect as, like, with, with the weather being dramatic, but it's just, like, okay, no, like, the entire environment is is, is just fucked. It's yeah. just fucked. <laughs> yeah. So for the soundtrack, um, that feels like it needs full orchestra. Like, you can't do, like, a park with a collapsing yeah. tower. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. That... it's Duel of the Fates. He's picturing Duel of the Fates. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, <laughs> Duel of the Fates goes too hard. It's too <laughs> aggressive, I think. You don't have mm. a lot of opportunity for dialogue in a Duel yeah. of the Fates. Mm. Battle of Heroes from Episode 3, however, mm. is an excellent opportunity. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah, yeah. because this this is a situation that really rewards one-liners and dialogue. Like, yeah. presumably there are parts where the fight separates because, like, the, the environment's collapsing in a specific way and then, like, you know, reunites and then the fight and the argument continues and, yeah. and all that jazz. I think I've changed my answer over the course of this conversation to something completely oh. different than the previous two. Oh, You're yeah? only allowed one, but go ahead. This is the one I'm going to lock in. Forget everything else I've said. This is the one. Okay. This is what I wanted. To, right. I want a train showdown. The train needs really to be moving. Robots. 
and I need mm-hmm. access to both the interior of the cars and the roof. Oh, okay. ideal. <laughs> we love a moving train fight. Yes, excellent. Everyone's flying everywhere, trying not to fall off the train. Inevitably, a tunnel comes along. That's going to be yeah. big. Um, it's No one gets to bring any weapons. It's just whatever you can find on the train. Good luck. <laughs> I that mean, good luck the enforcing that policy, but Wolverine. like, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, that's, that's good. That's and for the song, I want Holding Out for a Hero to be playing in the background. <laughs> Please have it be, like, like slightly muffled. <laughs> <laughs> it would As be even better. As if to imply better. that, like, someone's just playing it kind of loudly on their phone. I, th- I, think, I think what it needs it to be is When I'm is inside that... the train, it has to be playing at full volume, but when I'm outside the train, it can be muffled, uh, like it's coming from inside I, the train. I, was, I would say reverse Hyrule it. castle rules. Really? I assume you're probably only in the castle. Or, Jesus Christ. I think you're only in the train, like, briefly. But, like, like you if swing I, like, through one window. smash a window or something, and, like, it just starts playing louder. Like, I feel like <laughs> you do a lot of really cool environmental storytelling. Also, I, I like mean, that. this is almost entirely because of the movie Bullet Train. They do have a brief moment where a dance remix of Holding Out for Hero plays, and it's wow. awesome. Um, ah. That's what I want. That's... I've locked it in. Forget robots. Forget Speed Racer. I'll be a Bullet Train. <gasps> Sacrilege. Forget Speed Racer? I mean, I never wow. forget. Wow. But <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of inflammatory uh, audio clips from this podcast. Yeah. This is, this, a... this is the controversial episode. <laughs> There's an energy today. Yeah. So Red said that you can lie to your audience, and that's totally fine and encourageable even. Yes. Uh, Indigo, you said, uh, fuck Speed Racer, worst movie ever. What did I say that's cancelable? Uh, I don't want to hear anything from you, Coin Socks McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it did also turn out that uh, my betrayal of the audience was, in fact, motivated by your secret machinations. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'm the Machiavellian schemer. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the yeah. Palpatine yeah. of this I, In fact, I made you take are the we... fall for me. Yeah, the I spoiled God of War. I think we're the betrayers, <laughs> In guys. In disguise, <laughs> as you on your show, oh. Odin was actually tear the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Perfect voice modulation to make Blue sound like me. <laughs> now I'm going to have to put a spoiler warning on this podcast, too. We were talking about it earlier. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think I actually spoiled the specific twist. I just said Odin did something. Well, now we did. <laughs> Look at me. I'm See? the villain. It's huh? not my fault. <laughs> oh, um, the misery. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, speaking of the misery, <laughs> we're at time. Red, are you ready to take us away from this uh, infinite betrayal? I don't know if I'll ever recover emotionally from this. <laughs> But the victory of getting you to watch Arcane actually in one sitting is is it's the, counterbalancing everything. Was for me. on a train. The new headcanon is that League of Legends is the shitty gotcha game that they made as a tie-in to Arcane. God, it's <laughs> astounding how much better the show is in literally every way. Vi's design really benefited from the touch of a lesbian. I said yeah. it. It's it's important that everybody knows. Anyway, one hundred percent true. Also. It's, I mean, have you looked up what she originally looks like? Oh, it's a fucking yeah, mess. No. It's like three different hairstyles in one. There's a mullet in there. It's this bad. This one is fully um, for the girls and the gays, and that is yeah. quintessential. Vi benefiting by the touch of a lesbian sounds like out-of-context spoilers for season two. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, that's, whoops. We Don't take that one out of context either. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. As always, we'll be... Mm, well, hold on. We might... Yes, I think we are going to be back in two weeks. We'll be back but, in two weeks as per the yes. usual schedule. <laughs> right, yes, back in two weeks uh, with another fun installment of the OzPod. Uh, before that, we will, of course, have two regular videos going out on Fridays. Um, uh, Rolling with Difficulty Season 3 finale this Friday. Ooh. Tune in, catch up. It's fun. We're all having a great time and nothing goes wrong. Uh, 
I think that's about everything. So until next time, I've been Red. I'm going to conk out with a coin sock. <laughs> this has been the ultimate betrayal. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast. We'll be back on March 29th with another thrilling installment, but if you miss us before then, be sure to check out Overly Sarcastic Productions on YouTube. Got a question for the pod? Head over to Ask OS Pod on Discord for a chance for your question to be featured in a future episode. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform, and if you really enjoyed the show, consider becoming a patron. Links to all that and more can be found in the show notes below.